Welcome to Preach the Word Podcast. I'm Ashton McDonald, and I am your host. Today's episode is a sermon that was brought to us by Evangelist Chad Everett on July 16th of 2023. The scripture reading comes from the book of Genesis, chapter 49 and verse 28. Also, the book of 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5 and verse 18. The sermon is titled, Learning to Love Leah. As you listen to today's sermon, you will be made to understand the reality of how that we can learn to love the ugly things in life, even when it seems unfair, maybe even undeserved, and we are unhappy with the circumstances that we are left with. We can still learn to love the Leah in our life. Thank you for listening. Genesis chapter 49, setting sail in verse 28. The Bible says, all these are the 12 tribes of Israel. And this is it that their father spake unto them and blessed them. Every one according to his blessing, he blessed them. And he charged them and said unto them, I am to be gathered unto my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Ephron the Hittite. In the cave that is in the field of Machpelah, which is before Mamre in the land of Canaan. And Abraham bought with the field of Ephron the Hittite for a possession of a burying place. Notice this here. There they buried Abraham and Sarah, his wife. And there they buried Isaac and Rebekah, his wife. Notice what Jacob says. And there... I buried Leah, and there I buried Leah. Jacob giving the instructions, the directions for his death, his burial, and he tells them where he wants to be. He tells them of the place, and he reminds them just who is at that place. And there I buried Leah. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And verse number 18, in everything, give thanks. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything, give thanks. Again, in Genesis, Jacob, in his instructions, lets them know, there I buried Leah. If the Lord would stand with me here tonight, I want to preach out of this text and preach this title, Learning to Love Leah. Learning to Love Leah. It was A.W. Pink that said, Yes, I will give thanks in all things because I have come to learn that my disappointments are but God's grand appointments. You see, woven into the tapestry of truth in the book of Genesis, we see the lives of the patriarchs unfold. And we, we can stroll through their various experiences. And we see each chapter of their lives come to life, if you will. However, as much that is said about them, 
there is so much that is left unsaid. There are truths that are not so transparent. And to see these truths, you must have the perception to read between the lines and acknowledge the significance of isolated passages of Scripture. You see, here tonight, I want to share a very familiar tale with you, one that you have probably heard many, many times. The story begins with a young man who, with the assistance of his mother, deceived his dying father and stole his brother's birthright. And after he secured for himself the blessing, it was then that Jacob took that which belonged to Esau. And Jacob fled the land of his fathers. And he went to his uncle Laban's house there in Mesopotamia. And when he arrived in that land, before he even met up with his uncle, Jacob encountered somebody. Jacob encountered the beautiful Rachel at a well. And that moment, Jacob fell hopelessly in love with Rachel. He single-handedly, according to Genesis 29, he moved a stone away for her so that she could feed her father's flocks at a well. And then you read on in Scripture where Jacob, he kissed her. He was so overcome with emotion by seeing her that he wept. And it is then that he introduces himself to her as, his, as her father's kinsman. So Jacob arranges to marry Rachel for seven years of hard labor. But the story takes such a sudden turn and an unexpected turn that when Laban deceived Jacob and he gave him Leah instead of Rachel on the wedding night, so as beautiful as Rachel was, Leah was that ugly. <laughs> Genesis 29 tells us that Leah was tender-eyed, but Rachel was beautiful and well-favored. Tender-eyed indicates that she was weak-eyed or dull-eyed, meaning in the text that she was unattractive. She was the plain one. She was the ugly one. She was the one. She was not the one that Jacob was in love with. Not the one that he had labored all those years for. Not the one that he had worked for. You see, he saw Rachel. He wanted to marry Rachel because Rachel, she had the wow factor. But Leah had the what factor? As in what just happened to me? <laughs> what in the world has been done to me? Jacob, he was not in love with her, but Jacob's great love for Rachel, it convinced him to work another seven years of hard labor to have Rachel as his wife as well. Now this sets up a conflict that would forever mark the household of Jacob. An intense rivalry between the two sisters. The Bible mentions several times 
in those early years that Jacob loved Rachel but hated Leah. But the Lord, the Bible says, even though Jacob favored Rachel, the Lord made Leah to conceive while Rachel remained childless. And from those two women and their handmaidens, the 12 tribes of Israel would be born. It was Leah who gave birth to six sons. And among them, the two tribes that played such an, an important role in the history of Israel. It was the tribe of Levi, which was the tribe of priesthood. And it was the tribe of Judah, because through the tribe of Judah, the royal tribe that was the promised seed would come through the person of Jesus. Christ two more sons born to her handmaid Zilpah Gad Asher but Rachel's barrenness persisted her handmaid gave birth to two sons but then with the passing of time Rachel's time came and she gave birth first to Joseph then to Benjamin the birth of Benjamin would mark the end of Rachel's Story. She died in childbirth and she was buried where she died at Bethlehem. And Jacob, he set up a pillar there on her grave, a grave marker that endured throughout Israel's history. And after Rachel's death, Leah carried on as the wife of Jacob, the mother of his many children living in Canaan. Now the Bible does not mention the circumstances surrounding Leah's death. It only records that when she died, that Jacob buried her in the family plot of Abraham, in the cave of Machpelah. And some might think that is the end of the story, but you gotta kinda look between the lines. For when you come to the day in the end of Jacob's life, long after Leah's death, we finally get some insight on the significance of Leah and what she truly meant to Jacob. In his final moments, as he is preparing to leave this world, Jacob instructs his sons, I do not want you to bury me in Bethlehem. I don't want to be buried beneath the pillar where Rachel is, the wife of my youth. But notice what the Bible says. He said, I want to be buried in the cave of Machpelah. That's where I buried Leah. <laughs> Remember in his early years of his life, the scripture displayed how he loved Rachel and despised Leah. But with the passing of time, something incredible happened. By the end of his days, Jacob wanted to be laid to rest by Leah, the wife of his latter years. Let me just bring it close. Somewhere along the line, Jacob learned how to love Leah. <laughs> 
Somewhere along the line, Jacob learned to love the ugly one. <laughs> Somewhere along the line, the one that he did not ask for, the one that was forced upon him, the one that was thrusted into his life, the one he had all but retreated from, that was the one that would ultimately possess his heart. <laughs> Somewhere along the way, Jacob learned the value of the ugly thing that God had placed in his life. The greatest blessings in life, they come through Leah. It was Leah that satisfied his heart. It was Leah that made him whole again. It was Leah, after the death of Rachel, she loved him without holding a grudge. She held him and she healed him. It was Leah that was by his side through all those long years that would follow. And ultimately, it was Leah that he wanted to be laid to rest with at the end of his life. <laughs> what a dramatic change in the story. The one that was resented became the one that was favored. The one that was loathed became the one that was loved. The one that was hated became the one that was hallowed. May I please declare to this congregation tonight that there are some things Help me, Holy Ghost, that will enter your life. Things that are ugly. Things that you did not ask for. Things that you did not deserve. Things that shook your world upside down. But I need to preach and challenge somebody. Do not judge those things by the way that they look right now. Because God, he has a strange way of taking that which is ugly and turning it into something which is beautiful. <laughs> you got to learn how to love Leah. Samuel Brengle, the story said, was a worker for the Salvation Army in Boston. He was walking down the street one afternoon. He passed a bar room. A man in a drunken stupor had a brick in his hand. And he threw it at Samuel Bringle, hitting Samuel in the head, nearly killing the man. He spent 18 months in a hospital recovering from what that man did. During that time, Samuel Bringle wrote a book entitled Helps to Holiness. Thousands upon thousands of copies would be sold. It was after he made a full recovery. And when he would preach, people would approach him, thanking him for that wonderful book, Helps to Holiness. And he would always answer them with the same little quote, 
Samuel Bringo would tell him, if there had been no brick, there would have been no book. His wife saved the brick. And upon that brick she had inscribed Genesis 50 and 20. Ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good. Oh my God. You see, God has a way of taking that which was hated and turning it to something that is loved. You gotta learn how to love Leah. Because God's gonna put some things in your life that you may never understand. He's going to put you in places that make no sense to you. Things that you will look at and step back and question your sanity. How am I going to deal with this in my life? You may even lift up your hands to heaven and say, Lord, why? Why now? Why me? Why my family? Why at this point in time? But sometimes you have to kind of look beyond your whys and realize that the word still stands true. God, he'll be with you until the end of the world. He leads you through the valley. He leads you across the mountains, through rivers and furnaces and giants and storms. I'm gonna trust in the unseen hand of God. It's not the beautiful things in life that will eventually bless you. It's the ugly things from which the greatest blessings will flow. I love what one man said. The sweetest worship comes from the most bitter times in life. Who does not, does he not give beauty? For ashes, joy, for sadness. Does he not let wholeness spring forth out of brokenness? Oh, somebody just asked Job, God will give back in your seasons of great loss. God has not turned his back on you. He's still got your address. He knows what you're going through. He knows the anxiety in your soul and the stress in your mind. Do not despair. He can take that which is ugly and turn it to something beautiful. You're going to wake up one morning and face things thinking that it's going to be the beautiful thing you wake up to only to discover you have to deal with the ugly one. But don't despair. Leah may be unattractive on the outside, but she is sweet and lovely on the inside. One commentary did a study of the contrast between Rachel and Leah. While Rachel possessed great beauty, she had deep emotional issues. Rachel stole the idols from her father's house, and she cultivated idolatry in the house of Jacob. Her barrenness strained her relationship with Jacob. But over time, 
Jacob would come to appreciate the plain, unattractive Leah because of the beauty of her spirit, the deepness of her love, and the patience of her passion. Leah was willing to wait on him. She was willing to win him over. Leah was willing to love him unconditionally. Oh, hear me tonight. What appears to be a curse today will be the blessing before this thing's over because God has a way of turning it all around. <laughs> The seeds of your greatest days will be planted in the shadows of your darkest moments. You've got to learn to trust God. Let me testify. Looking back over my life, seeing those chapters which were so ugly, so unattractive, so depressing. It's nothing I ever longed for. Nothing that I ever wanted. I was hoping for Rachel, but was handed Leah. And she was as ugly as she could be. And it was there that I learned that I could trust God. And from where I am now, looking back, somewhere along the line, I learned to love Leah. I learned to be thankful for Leah. I learned to be thankful for that ugly spot in the chapter. Because of that, that's why I'm here today. Because I learned how to trust God. <laughs> Corey Ten Boom writes, I'm sure you've heard it, being in that prison camp, the horrors and the heartaches, she writes of the guards abusing, assaulting them on a daily basis. Corey wrote of how her sister, sister Betsy, was so frail. She was sickly. And Betsy prayed every day that the guards would stop coming in. It was then as they prayed that the barracks were overrun with fleas. Everywhere, fleas. They could not get rid of the fleas. Betsy woke up one morning and Corey writes of how she grabbed her and said, Corey, I can't take these fleas anymore. Corey looked at Betsy and said, Betsy, have you noticed that as we have been overrun with fleas for these last few weeks, the guards have not come in here once. She said, Betsy, we need to be thankful for the fleas. <laughs> it's an ugly thing right now, but I'm still going to thank God from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. I'm still going to lift a hand. I'm still going to praise. I'm still going to worship. Brother, I'm going to learn how to love Leah. <laughs> You need to look again, brother, sister, at your situation. It's not the end. Don't shun Leah. God has brought you to this place. He's brought you to this valley, this struggle. 
this ugly situation for his divine purpose. And I feel within my soul that he's getting ready to open the fountains of glory in your life. Don't despair. Don't give up just yet. Don't close the book just yet. Because God's fixing to turn it. And when he turns it, you're going to realize that all things work together. Yeah, All things work together for the good. I'm going to keep on praising the Lord. It may be ugly now, but I serve a God that can take that which is ugly and turn it to something beautiful. If you look back over your life, you'll discover that the parts of your story, there's many parts that we'd all like to leave out. It's those parts of the story that have made you who you are today. If it had not been for that ugly situation, you would not be who you are today. That dark chapter, that was the chapter when God's love, God's grace, and God's goodness appeared in your story. I got to heaven. When I was going through it, I thought to myself, I'll never, I'll never be able to look back on this. But now from where we stand, and you look back, what you see is God's grace. What you see is God's hand. What you see is God's providence. We are who we are today because of that ugly spot. <laughs> Take another look at Leah you'll see the blessing hiding in the shadows. Is he not the God of the shadows? Job said his right hand where he doth work, his left hand is behind my head. I can't perceive it. I can't see it. But it's there. So many times we look for the thunders, the earthquakes and the lightning. We're yet God, but somewhere in the shadows, He's moving. Whew. He's a God that works the night shift. He's a God that works behind the scenes. He's a God that moves in the shadows. So do not give up just yet. But go ahead, as Brother Ashton said, go ahead and get your praise on because I know that somewhere God's working this thing out for me. I know that somewhere God's working on my behalf. It's worn you down. It's worn you out. But I feel that tonight in this service, if I may be so bold, I feel that God's going to turn your Leah into the very love of your life. It may be ugly. It may hurt. It may look like you were wronged. But hang in there because the Lord still has the final say. That wrong turn, that detour that you thought your own, 
that has somehow got you off the path. Really? When God gets through with it, you're going to realize it was the direct path to the blessing and the promise that God's trying to do in your life. Don't give up on it yet, but go ahead and give God the glory. Leah, Leah gave birth to Judah. <laughs> the ugly one gave birth to Judah. Judah means praise. So you're telling me <laughs> praise came out and praise sprung forth out of that ugly situation? Yeah. Whew. Judah didn't come from Rachel, but praise came from the ugly situation. Whew. Oh, that's praise, brother. <laughs> God, you want to know the true definition of praise? It's when those that walk through ugly situations can still come to the house of God, can still lift a hand, can still give a hand clap, can still realize he's worthy of all the glory. So tonight, you're fighting with the ugly thing. Whew. But praise can still come forth. When I look back, Brother Ashton, I never realized from where I stood, praise is really going to come from this. But now when I look back, that's what praise is. Praise is going back. Praise is getting lost in adoration of just what he has done. So when I look back, I take out the log book and I see just where I was and I see just how I was reacting, but also I see the hand of God, how it led me, how it guided me, how it nurtured me, how it brought me. Brother, I just gotta praise. Sister, I just gotta praise. I gotta give him the glory in everything. Give thanks. Come on, Jesse. You may have walked in this place tonight. But Leah, walking in the shadows of your life, that wasn't the plan. You were chasing the beautiful thing. You thought you had it all under control. You thought you had that beautiful thing. But something went wrong. And it turned out to be Leah. But don't despair. Don't throw in the towel. This isn't the end of your story. This is just the beginning. <laughs> the good days are just ahead. The best is yet to come because somebody is going to learn how to love Leah. Somebody is going to learn that he knows the way that I take and when he has tried me, yeah, I shall come forth as pure gold. Count it all, joy. <laughs> Count it all joy. 
As one writer wrote, you can shout over spilled milk, counting it all joy. No matter what I go through, I'm still going to praise the Lord. Did not he say he would give a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness? Somebody here tonight, you need to get your coat back on. That spirit of heaviness has overshadowed your life. But it's time to get your coat back on. He's worthy of all the glory. He's worthy of all the praise. <laughs> I read for the Ashton of a preacher at a library, the book said, his little girl come in, the story said, grabbed one of his books off the shelf. And she had her coloring utensils, her crayons and different things. And the writer said that she took that book and in every page, she marked the whole book up in different colors. And the story said that that preacher came in and he saw that book and he was so mad, so angry that that book was now ruined, if you will, because of all the markings and the coloring, the colors. He reprimanded his daughter and just, it just aided him that that rare book was now completely marked up. But the writer said as days turned into months and months turned into years, he would sit in his office as his little girl grew up and he would always reference that book that was still sitting on his desk. And instead of reacting in a disgusted manner, he would grab the book and look at his daughter and say, look what you've done. He'd do it with a smile. Can you believe that? Look what you did. Graduation day came from school and overcome with emotion and he took that book and he had it there and he showed her again as they turned the tassel. Look, remember this? You took this book and marked it all up. That which made him angry now brought him joy. As his girl, the story said, would go off to college and folks would visit the house, he would pull that book off and show folks, this is what my little girl did, you know, the ones at college. Look, she marked this thing all up and he'd get overcome with tears and emotion thinking about her in that book. Wedding day came and walked his girl up the aisle and so overcome with emotion, he went back home, the story said, and he grabbed that book and he sat and cried. So happy for her, so overcome with emotion. The writer said that what began as a problem turned out to be something precious in his life. Whew, you may not see it right now. Maybe right now you're still trying to deal with it. Trying to take all the pieces in you. It's wore you down. But hear me. There's going to come a day when you're going to look back on this thing. And you're going to realize that that problem turned into something precious. And you are who you are today because of the path that God brought you from. You are who you are today because you learned how to love Leah. 
Ah, stand to your feet in this house. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. As they begin to sing, before we gather at this altar, won't we lift our hands right here? Let's give the Lord some praise. He's worthy. Whether it's sunshine or storm clouds, he's worthy of praise. No matter the trouble, he's worthy. God, you led me, you guided me. I'm going to trust in the hand of God. Lord, help me to love this ugly thing in my life. The road you're on is rough. Just remember, oh, I feel praise around at the here. end of the day, I feel praise around he's here. He's got a Whew, way. Glory to God. Oh, he's got a way. I'm going to thank him. I'm going to praise him. From broken for if it had not been for that ugly spot, I would not be who I am today. But the hand of God, he molded me and he made me. He put me back on the potter's wheel and he made me over again. I've got to give him the glory, the honor, and the praise. Uh, why don't we come find us a place? Lord, help me. Lord, help me to love you're down and those low valleys, like hope is gone. those despairs, those furnaces and those dens of lions. God, you're taking me through it to make you me stronger. I'm at the end of the road. Oh, God, you're molding me. Just you're making me. There's something you should know. I'm going to learn how to love Leah. He's got a way of making beauty from broken. I didn't ask for it. He's got a but way I'm thankful that you placed it in my life. Because it made me pray just a little harder. It made me worship a little more. It made me give just a little more. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For every chapter. For every chapter. Because I see your hand of guidance leading my life. Beauty from brokenness. He's got